It's not just Christmas, every holiday sucks. It's not just Christmas, everything we celebrate is fun. What about your birthday? Just means you're getting old. Congratulations, you're almost 50 and you still gotta do everything you're told. What about Halloween? You'll get a mouthful of cavities. You're gonna get better, what you think about that? You're gonna get diabetes. What about the Guys, it's not just Christmas that sucks, it's every single day, and Christmas is my birthday in case you forgot. You guys really screwed this place up. That's just saying. It's not just Christmas, every holiday sucks. It's not just Christmas, everything we celebrate is fucked. And I guess, uh, here we go again. Uh, greetings, everyone. This is the Garrett Schalke Podcast, episode, wait, I, yeah, 10. I believe this is episode 10. We're in double digits, woo! Yeah, I know, it's, uh, technically, this is the second Christmas episode of this podcast. Nice. What was your, was your first one with, uh, Adam Strohshine? Yes, it was, yesterday. Nice. And today is the second, uh, Christmas episode with, uh, Victor Kahn, local Alpine resident, Musician, meme god. Nice to be back. I enjoyed doing the last one. This should be fun again. Yep, I'm very glad to have you back as well. So, uh, let's just jump right in. How have you been, Victor? Uh, it's been, we haven't seen each other since September, I believe. Yeah, it was September. I was just starting a job at the Fresh Palette. I was, I'm wearing their shirt. Nice, got the swag. Um, I just quit that job. I just gave in my two weeks notice because I was working 61 hours a week because I had about a month after we did the podcast, I got a job at Meyer. So I was like leaving the house at 8.30 in the morning and getting home at 11.30 at night. Oh, really? And I did that for two months and then decided, uh, I can't do that anymore. Uh, well, was it on good terms? Or oh, yeah, absolutely. And they, oh, they okay. would have me back in a minute. It's just I really can't work both jobs anymore. <laughs> All right. One paid minimum wage, the other paid 10.80, so... Uh, so a, basically a little over minimum wage. Yeah, and uh, I'm in a union at Meyer, so that's nice. It's yep. the first time I've ever been in a union. Yep, USCW? Yep. How's it feel? Uh, so far, you know, no different than being a normal employee. Really, their union mostly comes into play if you're in trouble for something, and then they got your back. You know, they tell well, you all the rights and responsibilities. Yeah. Ish, uh, kind of. I, I'm a member of USCW, and yeah, I'm a union guy radical socialists and yeah as much as i support the concept of union unionization and all that uh, i wish they would be a little more active yeah it's hard because like the things that they would want to fight for would be higher wages and and better working conditions and and (laughs) giant big box retailers for the most part are just gonna be like well there's like 300 people in line for this job so i guess we'll see you later and we'll hire some cheaper people 
Nah, sadly, they're, I guess say they're not as tough, if you want to use that word, as mm. say the steel workers are. Yeah. But they're not as shitty as the Teamsters are. Yeah. Which, On uh, your scale of union corruption slash, you know, yeah, have, effectiveness. Yeah. Have you, uh, well, I don't know if you've really kept up or heard of it, but you've heard about uh, basically the UPS, how the Teamsters kind of a... Uh, Screwed them over on their contract. I had read a little bit about that, yeah. but not a whole lot. Dude, dude, if you really want to see some fucked up shit, some real union corruption, just read up on that. It's Was that so, like, the Teamsters could get lots of money from the dues from these people, but not actually protect them very much or get them better working conditions, well, essentially? Or? Well, I guess to give a little summary off the top of my head, uh, basically, uh, the Teamsters, the... No, the Hoff, no, with the Hoffas are still running it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Which is not a reason why I personally don't like it, but that's another thing. But anyway, uh, they're basically trying to push this new contract onto uh, UPS workers, and uh, the workers didn't like it. One of the reasons was because uh, I guess they were going to try to combine like full-time members with like part-time drivers or something. Basically, they were going to combine these positions that would basically fuck over the workers and pay benefits hours and there's big big upheaval about it so finally they just forced it on through and now team members particularly ones who are vocal about it are uh, kind of getting fucked over right now hmm. by management find themselves sort of with less hours and, and yeah. worse routes stuff like that yep, like that. S- stealth intimidation tactics yep classic I've been keeping up on it like me in a Fourth Amendment jurisprudence, it's just one of my hobbies, and it's not anything that I would. I'm not a practicing lawyer, but I'm. <laughs> I'm always reading blogs about you know, search and seizures stuff like that. Oh stuff yeah, that's those are always interesting. Relevant to people that you know drive cars a lot, and you find that you once you drive a car, your Fourth Amendment rights kind of go out the car window. Really? Yep. There's, Wait, a, well, there's there's lots of exceptions to the Fourth Amendment oh, when it comes to oh, automobiles. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's more like shit. Like, well, okay, we won't search your car, but we'll have our dog mm. sniff around it, like that kind of stuff, stuff like that. And it's supposed to be illegal for them to to hold you until the dog gets there, but that's common practice. You just like slow walk the ticket, and oh, the dog showed up just in time. All right, and then a sniff doesn't constitute a search and stuff like yeah. that. You know. Moral of the story, cops can get away with anything. <laughs> For the most part. Although, in these days of smartphones and always on cameras and, and things being distributed to the cloud, it's getting more and more difficult for the average American to not see sort of some of the abuses that happen. I mean, oh. It was one thing for us to all watch Rodney King on television when we oh, were younger, yeah. but now it's like every day there's a new cell phone video of you know, a woman just trying to sit down and having her baby ripped out of her arms and yeah, arrested for for trespassing because she was trying to get benefits at some sort of state office and there weren't enough chairs, so she sat on the floor <laughs> and the security guard said, you can't sit yeah. on the floor, and then it escalates from there. Yeah, That's just the most recent one that I read about. Yeah, in my dear city of Grand Rapids, uh, there, there's been a lot of uh, controversy about this, obviously, but uh, yeah, our... Uh, Police department it seems to really like uh, handcuffing and pointing guns in the faces of uh, 14, 13, 12 year old black children. Yep, I've read quite a bit about that too and seen some of your posts. 
I, actually, I saw somebody, they had a video, and it was like an alleyway, and the yep. cops were just being jerks to everybody. It's like, everybody back! And it's like, everybody's got their phone out, but it doesn't matter, because they're just slapping phones out of hands and oh, manhandling yeah. people. Oh, yeah, it's god-awful. Actually, the chief of our police just recently resigned. Really? But claims that it's totally not because of all these controversies. No, no, not at all. He was just ready to go spend more time with his family? Yep, as they always do. Yeah. They love their family so much that they're just going to finally retire coincidentally after all these controversies. I can see how that would be kind of a shit job to have because you everything that goes wrong you're, you're punished for and anything that goes right it doesn't matter. But at the same time, you you made your bed, you got to sleep in it. That's the position that you've chosen. Well, especially, well the position is key word here because mm-hmm. you are a cop. You are in that position of authority. You're basically state state troop state stormtroopers, mm-hmm. state sanctioned violence. Exactly, distributors yeah. incorporated. Yeah, one well, of my earliest memories actually here in Alpino, when I heard of a basically anti-cop rhetoric, it was at a show down at the band shell. Now I'm sitting there with my folks, and I see a guy with a white T-shirt, and on the back has a cop pointing and says, "Hi, I'm going to kick your ass and get away with it." Yeah, I heard lots of stories from from my youth of people being manhandled, especially, and and it's a lot of it is just uh, what is the tactic called pain compliance. If you're not doing what they want you to do, then it's you know stress holds and stuff like that. And stop resisting. Stop resisting stuff like that, and most of the time it's just it's do what I say or I hurt you, even though what I say might not be within completely the color of the law. So yeah, I yeah honestly being a white gentleman from uh, Alpena, Michigan, I was lucky to be spared of all these horrible things that law enforcement tend to do. Probably the closest thing that happened to me when I was uh, skateboarding my preteens, I was trying to learn how to ollie, teach myself how to do it so like I'm trying to jump off the curb and failing. Cop then pulls up and just rolls down his window. This is guy's like classic jarhead, like he mm-hmm. had like the haircut and everything. He points at points at me and says, Hey, don't ever do that again. Do you hear me? Or I will get out and break your skateboard. Mm. I'm like, okay. Nothing like a little extrajudicial punishment there. Yeah, so then later on I'm like crying because he scared the shit out of me. And uh well, of course my mom, you know, oh, it's okay, Gary, pat on the back. Dad comes in, why is he crying? I tell him, <laughs> Well, don't fucking skateboard in the road, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the wisdom of fathers. Well, don't fucking do that. Yeah, we get, a lot, we get along a lot better now, let's put it that way. That's nice. Anyway, uh, before, you, before you continue our conversation, yeah, you work at Meyer now. Yep, and actually, I like it a lot better just because I really like helping people. I like dealing with people. Like, well, I come in and I just have a smile on my face that can't well, be wiped off. And, well, you can help me out right now, then. Uh Where's all the Super Nintendo classics? Super Nintendo classics? I see NES classics. I haven't seen any. They, they probably got a limited amount and they all got bought up. Oh, uh, dude. Quick. Yeah. Uh, I actually won a $100 gift card for my job on Thursday. Nice. So yesterday, uh, before I did the podcast with Adam, I uh, was going around doing errands. I decided to stop into the Meyer here to see if they have any Super Nintendo classics. Didn't have any. Did they I'm, did I'm, they say that they were just out, or did they like shake yeah. their head and say we don't even know what you're talking about? Yeah, well, oh god. Yesterday was actually kind of a, everywhere I went it was kind of bad customer service. Really? 
Yeah, and uh, including out Meyer, I go up, guy's on the phone. He puts down, he's just staring at me, wide-eyed, mouth open. <laughs> you like, want something? Why would yeah, you want something? Yeah, he, he didn't speak. I'm like, hi, um, you got any Super Nintendo Classics left? He like, didn't move his head. He kind of like, look his eyes over, points. There's a Nintendo Classic right there. Mm. Turn around, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know that's a Nintendo Classic, but do you have Super Nintendo Classic? Uh-uh, they... Discontinued those. We we don't have any more ever in. Hmm. Like oh, ever ever in. Because I did read recently that they're not going to do any more of those. They're not going to have like a GameCube classic or. or oh, a, really? Yeah. Which you would think that's just a uh, way for them to print money, but I haven't read that. But I do absolutely hate Nintendo's practice of discontinuing stuff. You know, limited time, then they'll bring it back. Mm-hmm. It's like the McRib. It's like. Uh, what, what do they call that when you uh, you manufacture demand for an item? It's like, all right, here's something. Now we take it away. Now you want it even more. Yeah, that is great marketing. Like I have to, you know, applaud them for being able to make people want things that they probably already have sitting in a closet somewhere, yeah, or can be bought, you know, or not even bought, but just downloaded for free as an emulator. Oh God, I have a guy at work who was like that. Like when Super Nintendo came up, Classic came out, he's like. Why would you want to buy it? Just go go online, get an emulator. I'm like, dude, I I don't have that technical know-how like mm-hmm. you do for one. And two, I want something that I can just sit on my TV and play. And plus it looks cool. Oh, I mean, it oh really yeah, looks totally. Cool. People come over like, look at my look at my tiny Nintendo, isn't it so cute? Yeah, I know, and it's great. I own one like uh Yes, yeah, was, was yeah. Two years ago, when the Town Classic came out, all out in Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. and I get here in Alpena, I go to the Meyer there. I'm shopping with my mom, and uh, there it is, literally the last one. It was like sitting right there, square in the center of uh, where I guess they had the Nintendo Classics, just there, a little bit crooked. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit! It's I a just, unicorn. <laughs> it pretty much like I just couldn't believe it. It was one lone one. This is like shit you see out like Christmas films. Mm-hmm. It's the last tickle me Elmo. Yep, but luckily for me, I was able to get it before like I try again, and some our dick bag snatches it up like right then. Mm-hmm. Another classic Christmas trope. Mm-hmm. Then you have to battle it out with them. Hijinks ensue. It's kind of nice that, that Black Friday isn't as crazy anymore. Like, stores have figured out how to, like, you know, manage the crowds of people. And, true. Like, On an ethical scale, that's, that's yeah, it's, true. But. It, it's still terrible that, like, I had to work Thanksgiving. Like, I literally was with my family for about, I don't know, 45 minutes. As soon as they went to cut the turkey, oh, look at the time. I got to go. Can we fix you a plate? No, I really got to go. Because it would have been just me carrying a plate into the store. I was lucky enough, though, that my cousin, actually, he dropped a plate off, like, the next day. So I was able to eat <laughs> Thanksgiving in the break room of Meyer, and it was nice. Nice. It was cold, but I didn't care. I like cold food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how, so it was pretty... Black Friday at the Meyer here was pretty calm. It wasn't too bad. I mean, I didn't see any fist fights. Yeah, Nobody that's was what really I was about to ask. Or, like, no fist fights, no people pepper spraying each you, other. You really don't see that as much anymore. There aren't as many, like, cell phone videos of people brawling over electronics yeah, or, or stuff like it's, that. 
Well, this year there was a news story of a guy who got arrested because uh, he was wearing like a polar bear suit. He was going around smashing up tents people had because they were like tent outside. Oh God! Waiting. Talk about cosplay taken to a too far level. <laughs> no, that that's the type of guy who's clearly not doing it for the laws. Mm. He's actually making a legit political statement. Yeah. Like, you should be home with your families. You should be loving the world. I agree with his message, just maybe not his, uh, maybe not his methods. Uh, as much as, you know, sometimes when I see crowds of people, I just want to yell at them, Go home! Be with your families! Uh, well, Victor, some of us got to be Martin Luther King, some of us got to be Malcolm X. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, uh, other than that, uh, how's life here in Alpino? Uh... Eh, pretty boring for the most part I've just been working a lot like so much so that like what little time I have off I just lay in bed and watch YouTube videos because I just mm. don't have the energy to go out and do anything I am signed up however to play a show there's a new all ages really? venue in Alpena called the Merch Table oh do tell this I'm, should, this I'm actually very interested in. you should check it out it's on the south side of Alpena right by kind of where the old Dunkin Donuts is there's a Zen gym it's in a little strip mall, so it's on one end of the strip mall, the north end, and it's legit. They have beautiful speakers, a very nice system there. They've got a stage. Um, the building is looks pretty nice from what I've seen. I missed the first show, which was on, um, I think it was last Saturday, uh, and they actually they actually had some bands like high school kids playing. So there's bands again in Alpena. I think a local metal band, Catharsis Theory. Then I know one of the one of the guys in that, Kevin Sytek, I went to high school with him. Their band played, a couple more bands played, but coming up on the 12th of January, um, I think 78 Revolutions Per Minute, Rob Bruce's band uh, will yes. be up, and uh, a couple others. I think he's bringing maybe a band or two with him from Grand Rapids. I forget their uh, name offhand, but uh, yeah, that's going to be happening. I think I'm going to be opening. American Zombie Inquisition... Dead Eye Zach. Neither one of those. It wasn't ones that I was familiar with or had seen on a lot of flyers. So they might not even be Grand Rapids bands. They might be from some place uh, completely different. Oh, uh, okay. But well, yeah, there's shows happening again in Alpena. Very nice. Uh, and like, uh, that's pretty much what we talked about on the last one. It's like, hey, if you build it, they will come. Yeah, very quickly though, and I don't want this to come off as rude, especially to the owners here, but uh, okay, it's an all-ages venue. Yep. Um... Is it run by like some kind of Christian ministry? Nope. It's run oh, it's run God. by a guy that I'm pretty sure his name is Andy. And the other guy's name is Chris. Chris used to set up like the shows at Frequencies, which was the last all age venue that Alpina had, which was downtown by the old Sherwin Williams paint store. Yeah, by Ben there. And uh, that, I think, got shut down because they didn't have enough exits and bathrooms. But this one is totally legit and should be a fixture in the community for a while. I think the guy... Very nice. The guy, one of the guys that starts that started it has some sort of t-shirt business, and that was doing well enough to where he could take some of those profits and reinvest them in the building so that now there's a stage and a sound system. It all looks really nice in there from the videos and pictures I've seen, so... I'm really excited about that. Uh, I think they're shooting to have two shows a month, which would be amazing. That's oh, something that wow. we really didn't even have back in the day. It was like, you know, maybe once every month or a couple months. 
every once in a while you'd have a bunch of shows in a row, especially during the summer. But no, this, yeah, or you'll have like a weekend festival or something. Yeah, something like that. But no, this this should be really good, and I I don't see any conflicts unless you know somebody starts breaking windows or something. But I don't think that'll happen. I think the oh. community. I think that and the first show was well attended from what I hear. It was a good first show. So that is awesome. I'm really glad to hear that. And I think they are even putting out feelers to see what what Michigan bands people would want to see there. And uh, if anybody with the right connections contacts musicians and get them in touch with the people at the merch table, uh, you can look them up on, on Facebook. Facebook. So, uh, yeah, I think... The merch table. The merch table, yep. I will actually be looking them up. I will be like that annoying guy that will like tag people or bands and mm-hmm. stuff. Like if this is a call out, like... Hey, we're looking for bands for the month of February. Mm. Well, one of the bands I thought of, and I don't think they have any Michigan roots whatsoever, but they're just a band that I see on Facebook a lot doing sort of DIY touring, is this weird band called Bubblegum Octopus. You've probably never heard of them. They're like no, a I, I never have noisecore weird digital band, and it's just one guy, and he'll do stuff with like Game Boy sounds and... It's, of course. It's it's an interesting group. Uh, my favorite song by them is uh, "You're a Bad Cat Man," and it's like <laughs> metal, but also like pop at the same. T- it's really hard to explain. It's like scream noisecore metal, but at the same time, it's like cutesy. Uh, it's it's hard to explain, but the, I would like to see that guy live. I've seen some like YouTube videos of him, and he puts on this amazing show where he like leaves. Nothing behind. He like just sweats, blood, tears, everything. Just go, 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 and it looks like a pretty good show. Yeah, uh, maybe not of, music for everyone because it is a little bit screamy. But I just I find it hilarious for some reason. So yeah, has that? Uh, yeah, what have you been listening to lately besides that band um, in particular? I'm trying to think what I, uh, there's this new punk band called Idols. Although they don't want to be considered punk, they're they're really aggressive. I remember Idols. watching like a KEXP and by the end of it, like they're all just sweating and, and dripping and like they're super aggressive. Uh, I'm trying to think who else I've been listening to. I watch like a lot of uh, YouTube videos from, uh, from studios that do live concerts. I'm trying to think. Audio Tree is one and then like KEXP mm-hmm. is another and then I watch a lot yeah. of Tiny Desks. Yeah, um, I, I attended a... Uh the last day of Audio Tree Music Festival in Kalamazoo this year. Saw Father John Misty. Nice. He, nice. he was badass. Nice. Um, trying to think who else. Uh, some of the bands that I've discovered through there, like there's a band called Slothrust that uh, we discovered during the days of doing radio, and I've been watching a lot of their stuff recently. Uh, the singer, she just seems like she's bored and, and having an awful time, but I don't know if that's so, if she's just... <laughs> Putting that on, or so, if that's just her personality, like Lordy or Lana Del Rey, ish kind of. But at the same time, they're playing like aggressive, punky, rocky music. So it's a weird, it's a weird, you know, clash of different things. Um, I like. Uh, there's this one. I can't remember her name. Now I'm thinking about Lana Del Rey, and I can't get her name out of my head. Um, something in the Stampedes. There's this band, something in the Stampedes. I've been listening to like old. 
shows that I have on CD because uh, NPR was on like a month long pledge drive and it was driving me crazy. Oh god, I hate I hate that stuff. Not I support that, I, I support NPR, but like just the banter. Their banter was just oh, just cringe. It's so much cringe. Dude. Like terrible segues. Like just. Just like if 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 I give you money, will you go back to the music, like uh, please? Patton Oswalt has a really great skit about NPR about why he supports it, but it's unlistenable radio. Mm, I I agree. I agree. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. Look it up. It's actually very, very uh, well, yeah, it's very relevant to uh, NPR NPR today, which I still listen to. I mainly do it for news and commentary mm. and all that but when it gets to like hu- human life event stories and that like ugh boring there are times where like I've been listening to Terry Gross and I just want to punch the radio because she asks uncomfortable questions sometimes and you can tell the person that she's interviewing doesn't want to talk about it but she won't let it go I remember there was this one time that she was interviewing Joseph Gordon-Levitt and like he seriously had to tell her to back off. He was like, "I don't want to talk about this. I've already told you I don't want to talk about this. Please, let's stop talking about uh, this." The, the show I didn't like, and, but, and this was back when I like I got like two p.m. or earlier. We now work from like six to ten. You know, four tens mm-hmm. was uh, the Diane Reem show. Oh, my my stepdad really likes her. Uh, well, her voice, just, though, it's her that's voice. the yeah. reason. Like, and like her content is great, but if you can't get past I, the voice, I know the content is great. It's just why what will I listen to? Mostly political stuff. Mm-hmm. But and this has come for someone who sounds like he has Down syndrome. <laughs> I just I can't get back at the voice this uh, is the Diane Reem show I understand that but at the same time there's there's certain like the band No Effects I love them to death but there are a ton of people that can't get past Fat Mike's voice and I get that but at the same time well, sometimes per- you have to let the content overrule whatever hang up you have with well, the production but well, at the same per- time like if you're going to listen to it for an hour straight that well, can be a tough sell well currently you probably shouldn't really pay much to the con- pay much attention to the content or else uh you might just ban no effects. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- th- that's always been them. They, uh, yeah. th- they like to poke the bear. They like to say controversial things. Well, and, they're actually performing again at, uh, I guess, Camp Anarchy. Yep. yep. This past one, I know some people from Alpena that went. I think Jesse Tomchek went. And they like confiscated all their beer at the gate, and then we're selling yeah, I, them. I over, heard, I heard that too. Overpriced, terrible beer, yeah. and so I guess here's the sequel. The first one was very terrible. Let's do her again. Very punk rock. Uh, well, two things on the no effects when uh, before they did the whole. Well, at least it's country fans they got oh shot. Oh God, no. Well, two things. Fat like, Mike, no. Fat God, <laughs> Mike, what are you doing? <laughs> no, but uh, I guess per- apparently it was a corporate sp- is sponsored by a corporation or something mm-hmm. so it's like well first of all you shouldn't have done that guys that's kind of shitty we expect and two uh this writer i i like called jeff burke is a another big punk rock guy and uh he just said straight up like yeah well if you think that's controversial uh, you should listen to some leftover crack oh is there a band called leftover crack yeah yeah i've never heard of them uh to check they, them out. uh cross Crust punk and uh, punk band. Crust punk. I mean, if you want real controversial stuff, Stizza Crack, the guy who leads it, has absolutely no qualms about saying what Fat Mike did. Like, Fat Mike was joking. Stizza Crack would actually mean it. Yeah. 
I Although mean, sometimes I think Fat Mike might mean it just a little bit. Either that or he really likes causing controversy. Oh yeah, he does. I mean, they did write a book called like the Hepatitis. Yep, Bath, I own that story. One, one of my favorite books. I I just within the last six months I watched a big interview when they were releasing that book. And they started telling stories, and the El Jefe one, where he was like counterfeiting money, and like they brought <laughs> yeah. in the like the feds brought in the psychic, like that. I was just like, I love this. I love every second of this. Yeah, where he's just like he was trying to think other thoughts so that the psychic couldn't get into his brain. Yeah, was just like this is just classic. Yeah, this is one of those things where, uh, yeah, they're definitely one. The band itself is are consistent individuals, where it's like you read it, it's like. How are you still alive? Yeah, how, how can, are you still alive? How, how are you not in jail? Like, like how, how can one person endure all this insanity? And all it just makes great music, I guess. Yeah, I did too. Really like how they talked about punk voter because that's actually how I got into no effects back in the day. Was high school? They had punk voter up, mm-hmm. and they had the War with Errorism album came out. Yep. Still one of my favorites. Yep. A lot of the album, a lot of the tracks are really still stand up. Oh yeah, because I, ain't shit changed for the most part. Well, it just got worse. Well, not just that. Like you know, thirteen stitches. She uh, was it. She nubs. She's not. Oh, she's nubs. Yeah. You no. Know, uh, Separate of church and skate. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, the idiots are taking over. Then there's some that they're still good, but they don't really hold up. Like Franco and American. Franco and American, I think. Was a product of its time and oh, place. Oh yeah, totally. And l- listening to it now, I still enjoy it, but I can't help but wonder whether Fat Mike is kind of poking fun at liberals, or if he's like really that naive. As like, I'm watching Michael Moore expose the awful truth. I'm listening to Public Enemy and Reagan Youth. Like, oh come on. I th- that's sometimes I think when you're just in search of a of a catchy hook, and I think Rivers Cuomo suffers from this a lot. Oh, but like, you can end up. Saying some kind of silly things, and but it rhymes. So it oh goes, yeah, I mean, it goes on the track. Have you seen that that SNL sketch that they recently did, where Matt Damon is playing the Weezer super fan, and they literally have the same exact discussion that you and I have about no, Weezer? No, I did. Oh my Wait, god, this, you have to watch this. Was this, this is recent, recent. Yeah. Somebody, oh shit. Look on my Facebook page. Uh, Ryan Baker posted it on there, but it's like him and Leslie Jones having a full out argument about. Whether or not Weezer is trash, uh, and I won't spoil it the, for you. Well, if this was recent, then they probably heard our podcast. Oh, well, of ripped course. It, ripped it off. It's, it's literally straight up the conversation that we had last time. Just yeah, like, yeah, like, Weezer is trash after <laughs> Matt Sharp left yeah, the band. Like the, Everything after Pinkerton is terrible. Yeah, but Matt Damon takes the, the exact opposite. Like, he doesn't even... He doesn't care about the old stuff. He's all about the new stuff. Have you heard the White Album? It's like, oh god, Damon, you're a great actor. I love, I love the USA. They're big mega hits. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's uh, just like that. The characters are named uh, Jarrett Jalki and Tictor <laughs> Tom. Pretty much, it's, it's, uh, it was, it just made the the white girl in me want to go same. It's yeah. so me, dude. I got tickets to see them. This, Are you uh, seeing them with the Pixies? Yep. God, that's going to be a good show. I know. Um, Jelly. I, the one song I'm really hoping they do play, because it's one of those guilty pleasure songs, even though I know it's garbage, Can't Stop Partying. Oh. I love that song, actually. Yeah. I mean, he can still put out hits. It's just nuts. I mean, just it's kind of what we were just talking about 
you know, we said like, you know, sometimes you just got to think of something catchy to sing. Mm-hmm. Something snappy. And that, and You'll that, do that thing you do in Spanish. <laughs> I know, and that song is just filled with it. It's like, really, Rivers, are you really sitting there with your group? You know, follow the smoke, they're bringing bottles of the goose. And all the girls in the corner getting loose. See, I just, I want to hear the lover's lament stuff. I'm on the opposite side of the that thing you do argument where it's like, <laughs> I want some emo. Give me that emotions. I want to hear your stories about half Japanese girls and the girl in Japan that sent you the letter on the stationery. Like, I recently watched another YouTube video where they went through, like, what Rivers was going through during that time. And, like, he had surgery on his leg and he wasn't able to walk very well. And, like, his life just, like, took a total shit. And once again, when your life takes a total shit, it's great for the music. And it's like, the more you succeed and the easier your life is, that forms a different type of pressure that can be, like, Then you get ratitude. Yeah, and then you get ratitude, exactly. (laughs) Matt Damon loves Ratitude, or his character in that sketch oh. loved Ratitude. Oh god, uh, this actually brings up something I totally forgot to ask you about your opinion of in our last discussion on this. And I guess, kind of with the controversy right now with the song Baby's Cold Outside, semi-relevant. Okay, Weezer, the last song on the um, uh, album Butterfly. Do you think it's about sexual assault? I don't know, I never... That's one of the songs that I never really thought about the lyrics to as much. Uh, okay, a little bit of background why I'm asking that. Uh, the song I'm referring to is called Butterfly. It's actually, a lot of people consider it like, lyrically like River's best song. Mm-hmm. It, really, it really is very deep, emotional, emotionally riveting, especially with just the acoustic guitar. And really, the, compared to like a lot of their lyrics, especially now, yeah, it actually has substance. The reason I'm asking that is because, uh, well, basically when I lived in Kalamazoo, I was, I was friends with a guy there who was also a indie rock guy. And uh, he's basically, for, and unfortunately it's kind of a personality quirk, but he becomes like really obsessed about things to the point that if you don't agree with him, he gets really angry. Oh, will he like try to change your mind physically? <laughs> no, no, no. More like he'll then go around talking shit about you. Oh, this dude doesn't understand the ramifications of Butterfly. He's a piece oh. of shit. Well, yeah, so basically this, yeah, actually that's kind of true, but uh, basically he like got in his head that Butterfly was about sexual assault and he would not like drop it. And we actually had a guy who's um. If I had to compare him, I'm kind of going to say he's kind of the Kalamazoo version of you. Yeah, he's my, my Kalamazoo doppelganger. Yeah, in a way. You, you guys look totally different. He's got like a beard and that. But uh, you're both mega Weezer fans. You're both both been bands, all that. And so we kind of went to him because he's kind of like the Weezer guru. Yeah. Like, like what do you think, uh, Weezer guy? <laughs> yeah, Weezer guy. I'm not going to say his name. And... Uh, he gave this impassioned uh, opinion of the song, like, it's not about sexual assault, it's about lo- loss of love and how you wrecked that love mm. and how you wish you could have changed it. Uh, go back to the indie guy. Well, you know, the lyric, you know, I did what my body tell me to, That's that makes sexual assault. Yeah. And that's the tough part about lyrics is that really even the person that wrote it, it might have been a throwaway line or it might have been something that rhymed or it might have been something that they didn't even put any any like meaning into. 
And that's what leaves songs open to interpretation, and then it's what you take from it. So the song may not be written about that, but the way that you experience it, it might be relevant to you in the frame of sexual assault. So yeah. really, the music and art and culture can be fluid that yeah. way, and we can take our own meaning from things that might be meaningless. Take memes themselves. Like, that's mm. the perfect example. It's like a viral joke that... That just keeps getting copied and copied, and by the end of it, it's like no one knows where it started. Like, what? Why is Pikachu surprised? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, why did they use Magic Carp? Like, he's literally got the face all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's that's the meta meme of that meme. Is that like? Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't use me. Yeah. Oh, poor Magic Carp. No one likes you. Yeah, but personally, uh, regarding that song, even Baby is Cold Outside, I don't believe they're about sexual assault. But I can see why people believe that. Baby, it's cold outside. It's that's a rough one. Yeah, that, that's uh, a little more forceful. Like, yeah, I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't say sexual assault, but that guy is a dick, and he must be really handsome and rich. Cause, uh, yeah, I don't see why any man, woman, or whoever he's with would basically want to stay with this guy who's basically grabbing at you, saying, like, "Yeah, yeah, come on, it's cold outside. Stay in." Here's a drink. The funny thing is, we were at work the other day, you know, they're playing Christmas music, and we're listening to that, but then Frosty the Snowman came on, and I'm like, this song is about cocaine, you know, he's wearing a silk hat, who wears a silk hat except for drug dealers and pimps, and he's the snowman, so he's dealing with snow, and there's all this magic happening, yeah, and Yeah, like, so wear his pimp hat in order to come to life. Exactly, like, I was starting to think, man, is this song about coke dealers? Like, so you can, you can overanalyze anything. Threw it off the red nose reindeer. Yeah. Why is his nose red? Yeah, he's probably an alcoholic. <laughs> or he's just snoring all that, snoring all those drugs, man. Mm. He's injecting marijuana directly into his nostrils. Oh, it's gonna cause, like, so many cancers. So many. It's funny that... Or at like, least here in Michigan, so many car crashes. Are, so many car crashes. I mean, I barely made it here in Alpena. There's so many car crashes. Won't anyone think of the children? They're going to eat all those marijuana gummies, and they're going to go to the moon, and they're going to hallucinate, like, Santa Claus and Satan Claus, and it's, it's just... And Jesus is going to be so sad! Damn it. Oh God! I think I think in the future I'm gonna run for city council because like the the Dude, the leadership we have in this town is fuck the is, city council. Run for mayor. Uh, one of those things. I just want to run on the lemon party ticket at one point. <laughs> the lemon party is the best party. Uh, indeed it is. Uh, look up Lemon Party if you don't know the reference we're making, folks. You don't look up Lemon Party. No, I'm please. totally. Don't look up Meat Spin. Don't look up any of those. Oh, come things. on. Meat Spin is not that bad. <laughs> you spin me right around, baby. Well, the thing with Lemon Party and Meat Spin is that, as far as I know, those are all consensual sexual acts. Yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with a little consensual. Yeah, so, and the only, reason, and the only reason it's shocking is because of people's. Straight hetero white males prejudice. Yes, now we're getting into the the meat of the issue, the meat. Pun intended. Of the issue. <laughs> you know, it's not like I'm saying people go to a BMI Pain Olympics, which yeah, no, seriously, do not go there. I don't go there because uh, <laughs> genital mutilation actually disturbs me, so I can't. Yeah. It actually, legitimately makes me cringe. Oh. So I can't do it. So are you sad that Tumblr got rid of porn? Is, is I heard of that, but, but I have a friend who likes porn a lot and thus goes on Tumblr a lot. 
Apparently, they haven't deleted it. Yet. Really? It's still there? Yeah. Was it like unpublished or something? So you yeah, have to like, know how to get yeah, to it. You I can't search for it. I haven't heard that yet, so I don't know what's up, but. <sighs> All I know is I read, you know, me reading my libertarian blogs getting cucked by Ben Shapiro and all that stuff, but, uh, um... The, the least libertarian guy I could think of. But they have him on. It's, you gotta have some sort of, you know, face on the other side, but, um, the, the blogs I've been reading, the, some of the bad things that have happened on the internet lately, because of SESTA and FOSTA, if you're trying to have a discussion on Facebook about sex in any meaningful way, you can get totally yep. locked out of your own account, because... Because of SESTA and FOSTA, which well, are terrible bills, well, like, yeah, these are Facebook also... can't be seen to be to facilitating you know, sex between consenting adults if money changes hands in oh, any sort of way. Oh, yeah, so. it's, totally a, it's totally an attack on sex workers. So and it's one of the things that shut down uh, Backpage. Backpage and, and or, Craigslist. Yeah, or, yeah, the personals on Craigslist. Yeah. And that's sad because it just puts those people in danger. Like that was one of the ways they had to screen clients and to, to you know, well, sex work is real work. They don't call it the oldest profession. Yeah, and it also once again centralizes the power there mm-hmm. with sex work. And instead of taking it out of the sex workers' hands, it'll go back to say pimps. Mm-hmm. Like I read a story like right after it passed where like a sex work, anonymous sex worker. I think it was like HuffPost. So, like, she immediately, like, started getting these texts by, like, two former pimps telling her, like, hey, I'll take you back, you know, yeah. if, you want, if you want some work. So I can abuse you and get you addicted to drugs yeah. and control your life. Yeah, I'm cool with sex workers, you know, fuck pimps, kill your pimp, pretty <laughs> much. They take your money, they don't deserve it. Yeah. And they're not like Snoop Dogg, they're not cool or Yeah, anything. it's not the cool, like, pimp couple yeah, pimps. They're These not, they're not like Dolomite. <laughs> know who can like do sweet cry moves and turn to a literal tornado <laughs> they're actually very horrible people who should die uh, i think what are the other internet outrages i've read about lately uh youtube is still terrible with content id and copyright issues i just read about a guy who he's got a video with like 57 million views on it and he wrote the entire thing, and he has all the rights to it, and then some rando just did a claim on it, and then YouTube was uh, like, we don't on. know what to do, like, uh, you'll have to figure it dude, out yourself. That's been going on for a long time, yeah. though. It's basically these, I guess say, third-party companies that will just basically claim a copyright, even if it's not theirs mm-hmm. to claim. Well, now they're digital squatters, that they will find things, and they will just decide, I own this now, even though they have no claims to it whatsoever, and... A lot of times, it's such a it's such a chore to, to unravel that that YouTube will just throw up their hands and say, "Well, yeah. it's what you did isn't yours anymore. We're going to give the money to this other person." Yeah. And that it's like you know sniping domain names and selling them back to people. Yeah. It's a way to make money by you know doing the least amount of work possible. Oh yeah, that yeah. also deals with fair use policy. Mm-hmm. It makes me afraid because I really want to get back into YouTube because I haven't been on YouTube since like two thousand eight or nine. And I'm afraid that I'm going to write my own song and then somebody else is going to steal it by claiming that it sounds like the air in some wind chime video that they have. Because it's dumb stuff like that. You can get, like, the sound of rain. Somebody will copyright the sound of rain and then all other rain sounds sound similar enough to where they can be like, flagged. Oh, shit. When I think this, I was thinking either, like, people such as myself who use songs in their podcasts Mm -hmm. or people, like, use a little snippet. Kind of like Filthy Frank used that 
wake me up inside mm-hmm. from evanescence in well, a clip. It's it's funny because I, I watch a lot of meme videos too and I've, I've been all? researching how people get around this and, and the easiest way is to chop up the sound and distort it to the point where the content ID system can't identify oh, it. Oh yeah. Well, I, so like there's this one guy I watch, he makes videos about some video game and then he'll make meme videos about him but he uses so much Alex Jones in him and it's hilarious. <laughs> It's so funny, and it's like, how does he get around Alec Jones's copyright? And it's like, you can tell that he's either slowed down or sped up the voice a little bit. And there are tutorials on, on YouTube on how to do this, and people have actually then monetized and then demonetized those tutorials because they have snippets of songs within them, and it's just a oh, nice. giant fucking clusterfuck that if somebody doesn't figure it out that's soon... A, that's very impressive. It's, uh, but, uh, it's uh, how you have to live on the internet nowadays. You gotta, like, watch your own back. Yeah, when, uh... Well, I remember, like, like oh, they still do this. I haven't seen it as often, but then again, I haven't really searched anything out. They would put, like, full episodes, mm-hmm. especially, like, anime or something. Yep. They would, among other things, like, minima, minimalize it. Like, yep. it'll be within, which could be good and bad, because if, if it's, like, the right size, it's okay. But if it's just so small, it's like, what is even going on here? Well, YouTube or, actually has... Or they'll, like, mirror it. Yep, they'll, they'll flip it, because that can confuse the, uh, the, the visual scanner. Yep. But you can also slow it way down or speed it way up, because YouTube, built into their player, has a speed function. Yep. So if you put it at half speed, you can have somebody else just put it to two times speed, and then it's perfect. I watch, oh. like, but there's ones that oh. just slip through the cracks, too. Like I've, That makes sense now, because I have come across a few where it's, like, sped up, but... And I you're ne- not sure why. Yeah, I never thought to, to reduce her speed. I, I didn't realize that either until I started reading yeah, about it. That is, that is clever. Like, one day I just went up, like, I was so mad because I'd read, like, the eighth story about somebody who actually created something and put their life's blood into it to then have it be stolen by some asshole. And it's like, all right, how do you get around this? And it's like, oh, you speed up, slow down, crop, distort, you know, do all sorts of weird stuff. So basically, if you put your music on there, you should just go like a T-Pain future route and just auto-tune the fuck out of your voice. Well, what happens to people is that the original will go up, and you can claim that yourself because you made it. Someone else will then make a fair use remix of it, which is also legitimately up there. Then someone will claim part of that fair use remix as copyrighted material, which then boomerangs it back around to the original, oh, so it looks oh. like the original is fake, even though that's where the remix came from. And it's <laughs> like, YouTube, fucking figure it out. It's 2019 almost, and you haven't figured oh. out how to like have someone have a legitimate claim on something that can't be stolen by a douchebag. Or even Sony was co- was trying to put strikes on people for classical music. That shit was written in the 1500s, motherfucker. It's, well, not, it's not copyrighted anymore. Well, with, with that, you can... You can't copyright the music. I know this mostly through folk music. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't copyright the lyrics or the song, but you can copy that rendition of mm-hmm. it. The thing so is, if so two people play it the same way, the content ID system just hears fucking yeah. violins. So it's like, oh, that's some, yeah, you stole it. Sense. And it's like, it's not supposed to work that way, YouTube. But. Well, isn't one of the main reasons because it's owned by Google? A little bit. Because yeah. ba- basically, you, I mean, I'm sure if. Google didn't buy up YouTube, it still would become a big soulless corporation. But it's owned by one of the most soulless, most evil corporations, mm-hmm. Google. They're not going to give a shit. 
Well, the funny thing is recently Google had a mini rebellion within the ranks because the people that were working on the censored search engine for China yep. found out they were working on the censored search engine for China when they weren't supposed to. And they just said, fuck you, we're not doing this. Oh, I heard about and that. So they had to fucking they sort of hold off on the whole deal. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about the thing where like people, if they search idiot, Trump's picture comes up. No, this is like straight up they're building a search engine for the Chinese. That, oh, yeah. That's, that's because been going on a they're getting... Too. They're getting their ass handed to them by like Baidu and other companies, and it's like, well, why give up market share when we can do our own thing? The only yeah. thing is, we have to play by the evil rules. I guess we like money. Can't be them, join. Yeah, exactly, and fuck, it sucks. But imagine you're a giant corporation, and do you just give up a whole chunk of money because you want to have morals? Dude, I work for a giant corporation, so believe I. Basically, I'm a warehouse of the giant corporation. Mm -hmm. Totally not where you work. Not at all. Not but, at all? Nope, nope. You work for Schmed Schmeyer and I work for Fred Fryer. Yep, exactly. <laughs> nice. But, so yeah, uh, I, so yeah, they're not going to give up shit. They're going to find a way around it one, or, one way or another. I, that's it. I'm going back to cassette tapes. Try to copyright my cassette tape, bitch. Oh, God. Pry it from my cold, dead hands. Well, so, well, then you'll probably get a cop coming around, you know, enforcing <laughs> copyright laws. I just remember back in the day as a kid putting tape over the little holes on the cassette so I could tape over stuff and make my own copies. So I had, nice. like, stuff taped off the radio or tapes taped off of other tapes. Or... No, my, my old stereo, which I still have, and it still works because it's this big RCA monster, pretty much. Basically, it's... It's like, you know how you say, like, they don't make it like they used to? Mm -hmm. Totally applies here, because mm -hmm. this, this thing's 20 years old, it still works perfectly. I uh, love I, I love old technology, because it works. I know, I remember how I got really into, like, uh, like basically, basically ripping songs off CD onto the cassette there. You know, two sides, mm -hmm. even though I like CDs more than I did cassettes. And... It's actually really shitty, my mixes. It's all a bunch of classic rock stuff that I thought I liked. A lot of ACDC, Alice Cooper, which, by the way, I spelled Cooper with a K. Nice. And I wrote it on there. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, but I, those I'm, were fun days because you could take a cassette that you bought at the store and like make copies for your friends, and it was relatively easy, and you could share music. And that's how I got into a lot of music was by sharing it with my friends. Yeah, I I never got that far with cassettes. I like never made like a love mixtape to some girl I like or anything. No, it was more like just uh, where it was cool on MTV. Mm -hmm. you no, know, oh hey, this Tony Hawk soundtrack is awesome. This Goldfinger song, <laughs> this Superman song is amazing. Yeah, I was at work the other day and that was playing somewhere. I'm like, whoa, uh, uh, where's uh, my skateboard? They're amazing soundtracks. They really are. Mm -hmm. That and uh, there was like Rage Against the Machine on it and shit too. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Zach LaRoche really approved of that. <laughs> just goddamn as, capitalism. Just as Shell by Afro approved the police truck being on there. Jesus Christ. Which actually is funny because the the band members of Dead Kennedys proved they. Jello did approve of that. Really? Yeah. He must have saw the, the zeros at the end and said, all right, yeah, fuck it. I'm but, in. But, yeah, I, I do like Jello. I want to see him live. He performs in Chicago at least, like, twice a year. Like really? By himself? or? or? No, he DJs. Like really? He, he hosts, like, punk, punk rock parties and really? that. I know. It's very interesting. Man, I, I want to do that. Dude. I just want to, like, play a bunch of old punk rock songs for people, like, while they're drinking. I'm fine with that. Dude. Somebody hire me. 
you're listening. Merch table. <laughs> but, uh, no, but, yeah, I like Joe Biafra, but that kind of soured me a little bit on him. I'm like, dude, come on. Why would you, why would you do that? It's kind of like when Henry Rollins, after Robin Williams committed suicide, wrote that column saying, like, yeah, Robin Williams is nothing to me now. You know, if you kill yourself, you're nothing to me. Uh, like, uh, stop having shitty opinions. Yeah, stop, stop with your shitty opinions. I, see, I don't mind it when, when artists sell out to a certain extent, as long as I know that they're actually getting paid for it. It sucks when they sell out and then they end up in debt because the way that music labels can structure things. All right, we'll give you this $300,000 advance, and then they take all the things that they had to do and they cut that off the bottom. So it's like, well, we never made any money. Even though we sold 12 million copies of your record, it costs us this much to promote it and this much to have you go on tour. So, no, you get no royalties. And, no, and that I, sucks. I honestly don't get a shit about the whole notion of selling out. But that's because uh, I'm a woke leftist socialist. And I realize we live in a capitalist hellhole society. So get, get that money while you can. I know. And be totally honest. Yeah, uh... I work a day job, but I write in podcasts. Seriously, if I could get like a big deal with like a big publisher or get myself my podcast on some like network, like the last podcast network or whatever, hint, hint. <laughs> no, to, to, totally. I would totally sign that contract. I would totally go into it. I mean, I would read it all of that mm-hmm. shit first, though, look it over, think about it, but, uh, yeah, it would make my life essentially easier. I'd get my shit out there to more audience, and I can actually focus on my work. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about having these songs on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 or whatever, is that that game sold a lot of copies, so a lot of people were introduced to bands like Goldfinger well, and Rage Against the Machine well, you also, when they maybe wouldn't have before. Well, another thing I also think is the product itself. This is a skateboarding game, mm-hmm. one of the greatest games of all time, actually. Think about how much, literally, how much joy it bought to people. Yeah. Like, it actually has a big, long-standing value, a legacy. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, Tom Morello is uh, singing, singing like a jingle on a Burger King commercial. Yeah. Like that guy from Hootie and the Blowfish did. Oh, yeah, yeah, technically. Although, that, I, would, I would totally watch a, a Burger King commercial well, written and directed by Tom Morello. Oh, <laughs> Feed the homeless! And there's, like, shooting... Burgers out of like giant cannons into homeless encampments. Oh, yeah. Have Zach on there. Pocket full of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if marketers, if you're out there listening, don't do fucking any of this because it's terrible. These are awful ideas. I don't even think Tom or Zach would approve it. Not because they want to sell out, but because of how terrible they yeah, are. Yeah, it's terrible ideas. <laughs> you created a monster. Oh. Uh, well, man, this is a Christmas episode, so mm-hmm. let's talk about Christmas. Oh, you mean Yule? It was Yule. stolen by the Christians? <laughs> fucking assholes? <laughs> oh, here Sorry. we go. Sorry. No, actually, uh, last weekend when I asked you, you know, if you wanted to podcast again, and uh, you gave me, like, pretty much your whole schedule. Yeah, I'm working a lot around this. Yeah, stuff. so, like, I'm reading it, I'm like, hmm, that time work, and that time. Now, I noticed you said Tuesday and Wednesday I have off, I'm like... Well, of course you have it off. It's Christmas. Why would you... Oh. Okay. <laughs> there is... I think that's the only day of the year that they're technically closed. Because they were open all Thanksgiving, so... Yeah. Well, actually, it wasn't that. I was thinking it was because 
you, sir, are of, are of Jewish heritage. Oh, uh, yeah. The holidays so, are, are a mishmash of divorced, let's go to this Christmas, go to that Christmas type thing. I'm not a practicing Jew, so I don't do the whole Hanukkah thing. I just do commercialized Christmas like the rest of America for the most part. Oh, oh. But as a kid, I had to sing a lot of Jesus songs because I was in choir. So oh, I got my fair dose of Gloria, which has like 18 syllables if you ask the, the Catholics. Dude. Oh, I know. I know because um, this year is actually a lot better for me due to previous years because for like the past five going on six years I've worked at my day job every Christmas up until this year has been awful really mostly because of uh, the workload really yeah the workload this year was not even close like how it's been how it's been previous years so it was actually a little bit better and due to to the decreased workload I try to actually do a couple Christmassy things which I would then check in on Facebook, be like, attempting to have fun during the holidays, <laughs> temp three. The first one I did was uh, they actually have uh, at this famous Catholic church on the west side of Grand Rapids, Saint something Basilia. Actual name. I'm not. I'm not having a brain fart right now. If it's actual name, Saint something. Saint Basilisk. You mean? Yep. Saint Basilisk. <laughs> there you go. I'm Catholic. I can't even pronounce these fucking names right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I went there and I did this last year too because I actually did enjoy the choir and you know the just the atmosphere of it all. Because this was actually a real a real classic old time church. You know, it's not like this pop up shit that we have mm-hmm. now. And uh, they did indeed do Gloria. And the thing was, uh, wait, you sang it? Is it all in Latin or? Do yeah, in excelsis Deo. And there's no English version. Nope. God damn it. That's because it was so fucking boring because I didn't understand a thing that they were saying. Like, I can understand a few songs, but they were actually pretty short. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Then they got into Gloria. I'm like, I couldn't keep up because it's like, okay, I don't know what they're saying. Are they on part five or part four? Which which syllable of Gloria are we on right now? 17? Yeah, exactly. 22? Yeah, so... I went to a church one time with a friend of mine, and I was having a hard time in my life at that time. I was, like, really super skinny and really stressed out. Oh, so, wait, wait, wait. Well, you are skinny. Oh, I was, like, 100 pounds. So, like, I was okay. missing, like, 20% of my body weight. Okay, like this was, like, anorexic territory. Yeah, I was slightly a little bit off my rocker because of how skinny I was and how much stress I was under. And so I thought it'd be a good idea to go to, to a midnight mass with one of my friends. And so I'm all dressed up nice and I'm chilling. I'll tell you right now, bad idea. Yeah, I've been to midnight masses. It was, a, it was a bad idea. But not, not because of the religious aspect or anything. It just, I got really warm for some reason. I started to get really dizzy. I felt like there was no oxygen in the room. And so I left, I went outside, but I couldn't get into my friend's car and I kind of did, I found an open door finally and I was sitting in the back seat and I'm like, I look kind of like a weirdo just sitting in the back seat of this car. And wait, wait, like, this was a random car? No, this was my friend, like oh. I'd gone there in the car, I didn't drive there though. <laughs> okay. So I ended up walking around at night and I ended up at the gas station hanging out with my people and by my people I mean people that work service jobs on the holidays (laughs) and what are service people on the holidays doing they're playing lotto tickets because everyone is coming in and buying lotto tickets very godly and the funny thing is when you work a counter and you see people losing over and over and over and over and over again you 
think that, hey, I can beat the system. And a lot of times, especially on the high, higher dollar ones, somebody loses on six $20 tickets in a row. There's a very good chance that next $20 ticket's going to be a winner and a right. significant winner. Is, so, is that like actual logic? There? It is actual working logic. And this is okay. something that people that work counters and deal with lottery, they will do. And it's kind of like sniping. You're just really? waiting for someone to get so fed up with losing that they walk away. And you're not supposed to do it, but it's just a thing that, that cashiers do. And so I ended up at the local gas station hanging out with all the, the service workers because like a couple of them were like on break from their other job. So it was like a bunch of cashiers that had to work that night, all hanging out, all talking about the lottery, all playing lottery tickets. And it was like, here are my people. And then I got a phone call and they were all mad at me because I had left the church and it caused a lot of drama. And, and, and I got it, but it was like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I'm going to like literally pass out sitting in this church pew. Yeah, you know, wanna... the power of Jesus is well, just it, too and, much for me. And that's how I played it off. I'm like, I just felt the Holy Spirit too much and I had to get out of there. And like, oh. they were, I think, really pissed off at me for that. And I get it because they were worried because I just disappeared. But I told them, hey, I, I got to go. Wait, what church was this? You remember? No, it was some Catholic church in Taos. Oh, Taos. I was about to say, if it was here, if it was St. John's Catholic Church. That's one I had to go to. Well, the thing was, I had never been to this church before, and I wasn't familiar with that part of Taos. I'm not really all that familiar with the back streets of Taos. Alpina, the, the you, dangerous, you, the dangerous back streets of Taos. Well, the funny thing is, you can blindfold me, drop me off at any street in Alpina, and I can definitely find my way back to civilization. So I walk out of this place. I don't even think I had a coat, but it wasn't super cold. So I had to find the lake. And to find the lake, I just walked into the direction of the wind because there's a 90% chance at that time of night that the wind, the wind right. would be coming off the lake. And so I walked into the wind and then found the lake and found the Walmart and found the gas station. Yeah, and uh, we also have to acknowledge that depending on what side of town, that wind's probably going to smell. Yeah, in Alpena at least. <sighs> Shout out to Abitibi or... That's, decorative panels where, where are you fucking calling yourselves now I want to make t-shirts that say make Alpina smell great again and just to have some it's sort always of, smelling great I just want to have like smokestacks and then like the cross out symbol on them like <laughs> make Alpina smell great again yeah. I feel All like right. I could do a brisk business in those alright so at the gas station you're waiting there and uh did you win anything I didn't play any. I didn't have any money. So oh, you did. Okay. I think I bought a coffee or something, and like probably smoked some cigarettes with the, the local cashier people, oh, and then nice. got an angry phone call and text, you know, message of where the fuck are you? That's so disrespectful. Blah blah blah. Jesus is mad. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. I got too warm. Oh, I was about to say. Uh, okay, I don't know if that's what exactly what it's called, but isn't there like a synagogue here in town? There, it used to be by the old junior high. Yeah, that's the one I'm referring to. I've been to that one once. It was, oh, it was kind of fun. Oh, you go it, in, you take a yarmulke out of a box by the door, and you put it on your head. Oh, actually, please tell me about this because I've I've always seen it all my life, but I've never seen it open, never seen it active. I don't know if it's still open and active. I don't know how I know large a, the the Jewish population of Alpena is. I know but, it's a I know it's considered a historical marker. Yeah, it's a, definitely an old building, and it was it was a beautiful service. It was, Different from your normal, you know, Judeo-Christian service. There was a lot of, the, the the Jews do a lot of singing and stuff, but not like our style singing. It's not like they lead a choir. It's like the, the rabbis 
I'm butchering it, but you know, like they're giving sort of a talk. They'll be but very it, mad but, with you. But they're, yeah. All the, all the Jewish listeners I have on this podcast. I'm, I'm sorry, Jewish Jesus. Uh, yeah. I don't mean to offend. But yeah, yeah there's yeah, kind of like sing talking, I guess would be like yeah, the. Fun fact. Mumble no, rapping. Yeah, fun, yeah, mumble rapping. <laughs> all rabbis are mumble rappers. They're all little beat, pretty much. No, fun fact. You know where most of my listeners are? Grand Rapids? No. Alpina? Nope. Chicago? Nope. Alright, you got me. Israel. Really? Oh, yes. man. That's why that's why I can't offend them. Uh, Yahweh's coming to get me. I'm kidding. I don't have a majority of listeners. <laughs> Barely anyone listens to this shit. Why am I doing this? Why are we here? Because it's fun. And like, it's fun to create things and have good conversations. Shit. If you say so, Victor <laughs> I try. Alright. So, uh, yeah, last podcast near the end, you, uh, you actually suggested that you want to bring your guitar in and perform some songs, which well, you have indeed brought your guitar in. I, I definitely, I tried to choose my, after listening to you and Andy Argo talk politics, which, shout out, I, I would like to meet you someday, Mr. Argo, you seem like a cool dude. Dude, we could arrange this somehow. Hey. Uh, very quickly before you perform, though, um... How would you describe your current songwriting style? Well, up until about a week ago, it was non-existent because I hadn't really written any songs. Very good. But the other day, I wrote three songs. I caught the bug and I had to write some songs. All right, because I have listened to your SoundCloud, a lot of experimental stuff. And, and you were once in Mason Proper, yep. in D-Rock Band. Um, lately... Like, I was listening to... God, what is the name of the band? Uh, I think they're called Boy Genius, and it's Julian Baker and yeah, uh, Phoebe Bridgers and some other lady, and they were singing a song, and it just got stuck in my head like an earworm, so I sort of wrote, like, a thing that sounded kind of like it, but my version ends up sounding a bit more like Sheryl Crow, which I'm <laughs> slightly embarrassed to say. It's just the rhythm of the guitar sounds very Sheryl Crow-ish. So, kind of like... Is it like really deeply country Cheryl Crow or like soaking up the sun Cheryl It's Crow? more like soaking up the sun, sadly oh, to say. And it's funny because Boy Genius is not like that at all. So I, I took something beautiful and, and, and perverted it into something terrible. But that's just what happens in my brain a lot. Well, like, that's, that's how I consider half of my work until I like actually get some confidence in it. So mm-hmm. you're not alone there. And it was like the first... I don't think I've written anything since like 2006, so it's been a minute. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, 12 years. Yeah, it had been a minute, so three I think was good for, and so I'm trying to think of the other two that I I wrote. One was very mild seven sounding, so like progressive rock. Oh. And then another, these aren't those though, the things I have. Oh, because, uh. These are just lyrics. Oh, well, I actually, I am looking at the lyrics sheet, and uh, yeah, okay, you got the lyrics on here, and. I'm guessing these are guitar taps. Uh, it's just like chords, and it was mainly oh, I don't play this enough, so like I just needed to like know what the progression was. You see, that's how much of a musician I am. I just used the long the wrong terminology to describe it. I don't read tab very well. I, I did in the past when I was in high school. Alright, so you just want to get on to the first song here? Well, this is this is something right up you and uh, Mr. Argo's alley. This is a no-effect song called Murder the Government. Oh, oh, I do know this song. Very classic. It's got a... Victor Khan, ladies and gentlemen. Alright. 
Hunter Wanna witness some blue blood bleed red I wanna tie and lynch the KKK I wanna pull and shoot the NRA Yeah, yeah, yeah Murder Yeah. I just I wanted to do that in like a, a public building in Alpena. Like, Dude, uh, what you what you doing today? Oh, I'm just gonna go play Murder the Government at the library. <laughs> Dude, I I actually had to stop myself from singing the na 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 Murder the Government because oh god, I love I do love that song by No Effects. Like this was one of their songs like. Totally before Punk Boater mm -hmm. and, you know, Sport John Kerry. That's like an old, old no effects. I think I have that album in my car, actually. And I think the reason I learned that was because I was out one day at the Black Sheep in town playing an open mic. And in walk, it was like they were doing uh, something out at the, the air base. So there were a ton of military dudes around. I'm just like, what would happen if I went up and played Murder the Government right now? Great. And my friend that I was with was just like, don't fucking do it. And I'm like, ah, the, the, well, if you well, tell me no, I'm definitely going to fucking do it. So I went uh, and learned you it. You see, Victor, it should be totally fine because they're not fighting for the government. They're fighting for the country. So they should have no problem with you talking about murder. <laughs> you mean the corporations? Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> anti-war rhetoric. <clears throat> Goddamn leftists. Get cucked, liberals! Okay, <laughs> chill out, Ben Shapiro. That, that's another thing I would love to shout in a public library is get cucked, liberals. Well, here's your chance. I, yeah, we're, yeah, if you don't know, folks, we're at the Pia Public Library, same place as last time, same nice little meeting room, which turns out actually pretty well. I thought the echo would fuck it up at first. No, it's, it's got a decent reverb to it. Yeah, and there's... the old clap test. Oh, yeah. Yep, there's no one out here, so... You can literally sing about anything. Well, yeah, last time they were watching Good Morning Vietnam. Yep, you can sing about murdering the government, you can talk about babies being cold outside, anything. D oh, dear God, no. That song is so wrong. Man, I kind of like Butterfly. It's totally something of its time. <laughs> no, this was back in time where, like, classic movies, as, as so, as so, if a woman particularly was freaking out, the main male lead would just smack her. Yeah, just slap her. Calm down. Because <laughs> that's a valid way of solving conflict. There's actually Ronald Reagan, when he used to be an actor, there is a famous scene where he oh, does yeah. indeed do that. Yeah, I've seen that. There's I think like Michael, a gif of that. Yeah, I think Michael Moore used it in one of his documentaries. Uh, Air quotes. All right, so, I know more like political no effect stuff, but I probably don't have the lyrics on it. Alright, so uh So this next? one this is by Adam Beck who I was in a band with. It's called To the Academy and it's got sort of an anti government thing going on.
today Send it to the academy I'll tell you what they learned from it Fucking nothing I need to know I'm TV shows And my friends back home I need to know Where the sunset goes When it rolls off the edge of the world Into infinity I wrote a check today Send it off to the capital I'll tell you what they bought with it Drugs and women All I need to know Learn TV shows And my friends back Nice. Thought you'd like the. I wrote a check today, sent it to the Capitol about drugs and women. Oh, dude, that was great. That was some pure acoustic indie goodness. That was definitely. was written by Adam Beck, who used to be in Milk Toast with myself and uh, Adam Newman. Yeah. Was this. When was the song written? Any idea? I'm um, trying to think. Probably 2009, 10, or 11. I would imagine. Oh, okay. It was like right before we stopped playing together. Okay, I was I was going to guess 2000s, because when I think of... Uh, I still listen to emo a lot, or what they consider emo. It's a very controversial <laughs> But immediately I always think of something like that from uh, 2000s, some dashboard confessional-like. It's, it's funny because recently I did learn a dashboard confessional song. Oh God! How God help you? Yeah, God help me. And I think I'm gonna play it uh, at the show on the 12th. Oh. I think I'm also gonna play uh, Katy Perry's Dark Horse too. So, oh, that's legit. So that that There's just no shows where where I'm coming from as a weirdo. Well, uh, if you want to be easier on yourself acoustically, you could always do the one that got away. I that is one of my favorite songs, truthfully. <laughs> And I, I know that, that one, but that one brutalizes my voice just because I, I want to sing it in her range, just because like Ooh. I'm I'm barely like I can barely touch the top of her range just a little bit, 
And so I immediately overdo it and blow up my voice every time huh. I do that. If song. you do Dark Horse, though, are you going to do like Juicy J's part? No, because I'm oh, not a God. rapper. And, oh, and come on. I need to find somebody. Like, the thing is, I really need to find somebody who can do that you, part. You could, though. I like, mean, back to the song Can't Stop Harding by Weezer, there's the Lil Wayne section. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen video of, uh, well, one of different rappers being on. I don't know how Rivers convinced these guys to be on there, but whatever. Probably money. But, <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I have seen at least one video of uh, Rivers doing Lil Wayne's part. He just kind of like lowers his voice a little bit, comes, tries to act more serious. Mm, party, serious Rivers. Party every day like it's my funeral. See, I stop mixing alcohol and pharmaceuticals. Like, I feel like I would hear myself, like I'd hear a tape of it and then like just take away my guitar because no, I'm, no. I'm white and I really shouldn't be rapping. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. That, that, it's not that, that white people can't rap. It's that this white person sitting right here by the name of Victor Collins should, oh, shouldn't rap. Come on, dude. I can rap. <laughs> if I can rap, you can rap. No, my, my job is to sing like a lady, so I can do that, but to add rap on top of that is just no good. Dude, dude, looks like a lady. So, last time on the last podcast, uh, I think I had you play Lights Off by Mason Proper. Yeah, and uh, to, yeah, and, and you see, folks, if you read the, the descriptions, I always put, you know, all songs you with permission. So far, this is the only one where, like, I purely didn't get the permission for it, but since you were in Mason Proper and you were on that song, I still kind of, like, considered it, and I put on there, like... Please don't sue me, other members of Mason Proper. Which I don't think you'll have a problem with. So, yeah. here is my acoustic version of that song, I feel like, to come full circle for that song. Alright, Lights Out. So this is Lights Off. What? It's uh, written by John Visker, an Alpena resident, uh, lead singer of Mason Proper, who right. I used to be the drummer for. Version's a little bit different. Oh, do do tell. Light rays never stop spending their days bouncing off around the right ways. They hit my eyes and the world goes hazy. Brian says, listen up, we gotta move. Body navigate the whole Trading smiles and words are forming for men. How much of you disappears when I turn the lights on? How much of you disappears when I turn the lights on? Not exactly what I meant to say, but it'll do. It's a valid question for you If I strip away the fashion What do we get? Eyes closed How about we have a day Undistracted by the light rays I wanna see if I can find you Minus the style Oh uh -huh. 
a little bit different from a punk song with like synthesizer and, and reverse tape loops to something that sounds more like Coldplay. Yeah, that was great. And I really wish there were more people here to appreciate it than myself, you know, that Polish guy. Sounds like he has Down syndrome. <laughs> You don't sound like you have Down syndrome. Hey man, I sound like you have. I sound like I have Down syndrome. You apparently think you look like you have. <laughs> <laughs> so in the dawn of the internet, when YouTube first existed, I found this video, and it was two girls. One cop. No, it was two girls, four cops. Oh, whoa! So this was the oh, dawn damn. of the song called Cups. Which then got taken and put into like one of the Pitch Perfect movies and turned into something. Wait, wait, wait! I I thought they based that on that old Carter family song. When um, gone. that's probably true. But the first one that I saw, it was just these two girls with the routine with the cups, and this oh, was before it ever wow. became famous. This was like before YouTube, I think, had even been sold to Google, and I loved it the first time I saw it. I could okay. never get that cup routine down. But I wanted to learn the song, so I learned it and turned it into sort of like a country song. Oh, nice! As I do, because I don't really have much in the way of country songs. Nice. I do remember um, when that was like real hot at the time. Mm -hmm. The Bay would not stop playing it, mm -hmm. and even to the point, my mom loves the Bay. Can't understand why. You know, I guess she likes hearing "Hey Baby" again for the ten thousandth time, five bazillionth time. I, I like "No Doubt," but God, fuck that song. Actually, I learned a No Doubt song over the summer, Sunday morning. One day I just, I heard Sunday morning somewhere and I'm like, I love that song. That song's a banger. I gotta learn that. Yeah. But anyway, Cuffs played it again when we were like, come back from a trip to Rogers City. She's like, I'm so sick of this song. And that's why when I play the song, I almost always do it last. Just because you're going to miss me when I'm gone is kind of a funny thing to play last. But at the same time, most people hate this song now because it's been, like, just killed. I know. It's been done yeah. to fucking death. It's a shame, though, like I said, because I learned that it's, uh, originally was a Carter family song called When I'm Gone. See, yeah. I never knew the, 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 you know, the history of that song. Yeah. So I always just thought that these two girls, like, wrote the song and came up with a cup routine to it. And it was yeah. amazing. And they ended up starting a band that sounds completely different from most other bands. And it's escaping me now. God, do, do they get requests to play that song and they just get angry about it? I would imagine that they might have trouble doing it now because it's been taken from them and, and done her to name death. Anna Kendrick? Or yeah, something? by Anna Kendrick. And yeah, the Anna Kendrick version is just, it's brutal to me. All right. So here's the country ish version of it. When I'm gone, when I'm gone, when I'm gone, 
song. Yeah, I just realized something like halfway through that. Now I'm obviously going to post this up on YouTube. Then I remembered uh, the algorithm bots that we were the talking about. The thing is, the algorithm bots shouldn't be able to fuck with any of this because it's live performances. So. I'm really hoping so, but then I thought, like, oh shit, it might get taken off. Now she might give me some more viewers then because I'm a bitch about it. <laughs> Well, that's one of the great things is that the algorithm has a hard time with live performances and that is amazing because that allows me to learn songs because tons of people post their covers of songs up on YouTube and they don't get taken down. There's just tons of them up there. So I'm actually able to learn songs by The Front Bottoms and by Katy Perry and by other bands that are more popular and I can still listen to it and see what their version of it is because it's one thing to look at a chord chart or a tab on the internet. It's another thing to see someone else's interpretation of it. And then I take their interpretation and bastardize it and come up with my own interpretation. That's pretty much my songwriting. It's like, all right, what's the easiest way to play this? Start from there and then you can jazz it up a little. Because I'm limited. I mainly just play chords. And the greatest singer-songwriter of our generation. <laughs> What's the easy way to do it? All right, do it that way. Just as Bob Dylan would do it. And because <laughs> he was always, you know, much more lyrically inclined, and uh, that's one thing that it's I just have never been able to do. I can write an essay, but I cannot write song lyrics to save oh, my life. Really? There's just not enough words. Like I just. I can't say something in four words beautifully. I need like 52 and like, you know, four references and three footnotes. Like, uh, just for some reason, it's just never been one of my skills. I gotta work on it. That's the thing. You can get oh. good at just about anything if you work on it. Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, I have written songs in the past. Mostly I was thinking in a way that, uh, like, La, like uh, Tin Pan Alley singers would do. You know, where it's basically like they write the song, but then they send it off to someone, they turn it into a song. Ah. I kind of thought in that way, or Carl Sandburg, one of my all-time favorite poets, like he would also write lyrics. The difference is that he actually was a musician. There are recordings of him. And I actually went to like his museum slash childhood home. And yeah, they have his guitar on display there. Really? Yeah, so there are a few songs out there. They're mainly in a advertisement time. Yeah. They're mainly in my uh, third poetry e-book, e uh, The Bakun Incorporated Reader. And I have a few uh, Cold Crow Blues and uh, Bed, Bed on the Couch uh, in uh, Woten. But then again, a lot of those are based a lot like on blues standards and folk songs. Because I was particularly inspired by Bob Dylan and Woody Guthrie. Mm -hmm. Woody Guthrie is Especially known because he was a, well, probably the most famous folk singer of all time. He would base a lot of his songs on on uh, the structures of other previous songs. Mm -hmm. The only difference was that I actually attributed, like, this song is based on the tune of this song. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I'll start from sometimes when I'm writing songs. I'm better at adapting other people's songs. So, like, when I was in a band with the two Adams, like, Adam would have a song and he'd play it and be like, all right... Now let's move it here, let's change this about it, and bam, you know, it's, yeah. it's still the same song, but it's got a slight twist on it. Yeah. And there were times where I'd take two of his songs and sort of weld them together in the middle, even if they didn't have the same key or, like, the same structure, like, just, all right, let's just slap yeah. these two songs together and see what happens. Like, 
And sometimes there'd be three, four versions of a song before we came upon one that we liked, or, or mainly me, because I'm the one with the biggest amount of like weird song OCD to where I'm like, ah, it's not right yet. Let's try something different. Yeah, I remember one song I wrote, I think it was called The Rambling Wobbly. And uh, there's, and uh, I based on two song, two versions of a same song called uh, Roving Gambler, mm. famous folk song. And there's like a f- two different versions, one from Wade Guthrie and then one from this group that's now disbanded by Roy Love called the Floorbirds. Floorbirds, I don't know. Oh, I, oh dude, I, I, sh- I should link you a lot of shit. Yeah, definitely I should, link me a lot of shit. I will link you a lot of shit, how about that? I want to get, I've seen those stickers like this machine kills fascists. Oh, like, that's a classic Woody Guthrie. Guitars. I want one that says this machine generates copyright strikes. <laughs> Dude, you could do it. I mean, I feel like that and the the make our penis smell great again yeah. T-shirt would be good yeah. ideas. So no one steal those, goddammit. it. Well, fun fact: uh, Pete Seeger, you ever heard of him? Mm-hmm. He was folk singer. Yeah, on his banjo, he had like, uh, I I guess now I would call it parody because he actually meant it. Just as how Woody Guthrie, Woody Guthrie is way more militant compared to Pete Seeger, who is more pacifist. Mm-hmm. So Woody Guthrie is like. Yeah, this machine kills fascists because I actually want to kill fascists. With this guitar. I fucking hate fascists. And Pete Seeger had on his uh, banjo, it like surrounded the whole thing. It's like, this machine surrounds fascists and convinces them that they're wrong or something. <laughs> Good fucking luck nowadays. Yeah, he, yeah. We're all getting cucked by Ben Shapiro again, damn it. Well, I can play an original song since I've oh. been playing all these covers. Um, oh. This oh, yeah. I probably yeah. wrote in like the mid '90s for uh, my high school band from Munda. It's called the Stalker Song, and this is like this well, is Victor and and Rivers Cuomo's like bad lyrics generator. Well, very quickly, uh, what was this band called? Uh, for Munda. For Munda. Like as in like for Munda you balls like. I was in a oh, lot of okay. poorly named bands in high school, especially. And what was this band like? Um, kind of like if, uh, like, 311 and, uh, <laughs> I don't know, we were, uh... Oh, God. Really? We started off as, like, a punk band, and then we had, like, metal influences. It was, like, the during the time of, like, new metal and punk. And, oh, okay. But we were more, like, progressive rock-ish. Oh. So, but this song really didn't fit I, into that yeah, sort for- of thing. Uh, folks, you couldn't see that, obviously, but I was taking a sip of water. He was dying. When you said 311, I kind of... (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, I was never into, like, the 311 reggae-type stuff. Like, you know, Amber is the color of our energy. That's nice. But I like... They had some really good rock and metal riffs that I Uh, just dug as a kid. I I suppose so. I I never got into that. It was, you know, bordering on the new metal. But, you know, what everybody was listening to was, like, Korn and... and, And Bush and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm I mostly knew them three three eleven from being one of the bands that bros now really like. Mm-hmm. I guess the rumor that three eleven is actually Oh KKK, yeah. Yeah, that or like some street gang or some shit. No, they're just a bunch of dudes that like to smoke weed and, and write I know I, metal. I, I probably would have totally spit up that water if you would have said like sublime or something. It's funny because uh, one of our singers he had he he could play Sublime and he could no, do it. I like Sublime so too. I really do. But I I realize the the humor that comes with liking them. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. They were a classic '90s band. I think I'll, I'll there, and there's probably a couple songs by them I would want to learn, especially uh, not Santeria, please. I actually I already knew Santeria in, in high it. school, but one of the ones I like is is the God. And two more shall be a whore. The the wrong way. Oh, wrong way. That is a terrible. Like the lyrics to that song are terrible. But well, yeah, I don't it's know, about it's such a catchy it's, song. Yeah, it's about a guy who's lusting after like. 12-year-old prostitute or yeah, something. Yeah, pretty terrible, but they could they could write a, a catchy song. Oh, yeah. All right, so this is called The Stalker Song. Here's a, 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 an example of how terrible I am as a lyricist. Well, I found a way to please you. I found a way to tease you. I found a way back in your life. stuff in the news it was probably mid to late 90s well, I must say it's pretty relevant now and and my friend who had been in like Guyana like doing mission work and stuff came home I'm like I'm so proud of myself I just wrote the song called No Green Car No Hamburger and she's like no you're a dick <laughs> you're a dick essentially <laughs> And, like, for me, I was listening to a lot of, like, Adam Sandler comedy albums, so, uh, like... Oh, that explains it. So, like, I, you know, Piece of Shit Car was high on my list of songs that I thought were hilarious. You know, you're a teenager, actually, you have bad ideas. Actually, I think it was really special, where it's, like, him singing and doing stand-up, telling stories. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually been getting critical acclaim. Yeah, I did read that. He did, like, a tribute to Chris Farley, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that. that. Which is really surprising, considering his... Output these past couple of years. Yeah. I don't know. I there always be a, a soft spot in my heart for like Billy Madison and all those movies from back in the uh, day. It, once you get to like you don't mess with the Zohan, then it's you know, all down. Uh, it's kind of 
I've kind of soured on him and it's kind of like infected my, I guess say my like of these previous films. Even when I was a kid, I liked them, but I wasn't like gaga over them. Mm -hmm. He did some alright romantic comedies, like Fifty First Dates, like him and Drew Barrymore sort of had a thing going for a while. Where making... how, about, how about Jack and Jill? You like that? <laughs> We're not talking about Jack and Jill. God, I have a co-worker, one of my good friends, Jordan. He said that uh, it was the only film the only film that he's ever actually walked out on. Really? He demanded a refund. I, I can imagine. That, that, that film looked terrible. It uh, is terrible. Like the pitch meeting. Yeah, I'm going to play myself. And a female version of my... No, get, get the yeah. fuck out, Adam Sandler. <laughs> what kind of crap are you smoking? Yeah, but it has come up with the meme of Adam Sandler being the greatest nihilist that has ever lived. Uh, it's very possible, yeah. after making that yeah, type you of bullshit. Know, fuck Ninchy. Adam <laughs> Sandler's where it's at with nihilism. We believe in nothing. <sighs> well, should I play one more and then call it a day? Yeah, sure. Go to my, my day job. Yeah. What time you got to go to work? I got to go to work at 5, but I got to change my clothes and eat some foods. Oh, okay. I have well, no idea what time it is right now. Well, so. at, least, at least I don't have to rush you over there like I did with the, our dear friend Andy Argo. Really? Did, was yeah. he like, I didn't get to that part of the podcast yet. Yeah. Was he like on the way to work kind of? Yeah, I think we had like a half hour for like, yeah, go to work. I'm like, oh, I'll give you a ride. And um. <laughs> He, he works in the care home industry, and uh, he's back working in it. And uh, the place he works at, I'm not going to give the exact address. I don't think they would appreciate it, but uh, it's in the part of town where, like, uh, the frats and that are. Oh, fuck. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm like, City. so I'm like, wait, are you working at, like, a frat care home? Like, what's <laughs> going on? It's like, oh, no, 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 it's just there. Yes, we take old dude bros and chads and, like, give them their Bud Light. Yeah, exactly. And their roofies. And then they roofie each other into old age. Yeah, you know, Bud Light Lime is just too much. We gotta keep that away from them. They might go crazy. Okay. Don't let them watch football. Start saying they can throw a football over those mountains. No, 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 uh, no, no, Mr. Johnson. No more Bronco games for you. <laughs> Should I go out on a silly note? Sure. Uh, the song? Yeah, I think this is uh, this is some Britney Spears. We're gonna go with that. Hell yeah. Oh baby, baby, how was I supposed to know? Something wasn't right here. Oh pretty baby, I shouldn't let it go.
Gentlemen, non-binary people. Uh, uh, intersex, interspecies erotica aficionados out there. Oh, man. Uh, boy, that was great. <laughs> great rendition. I can feel the copyright strike already looming above me. Mm. The funny thing is... Van Hammer. Uh, one of the bands that I like and have found recently, that, that Sloth Rust band, they do a cover of it, and I'm just like, God damn, they do it so much better than I do. I'm like, you fuckers, ruining this for me. I thought this was my cover, because I've been doing this cover since, like, the early 2000s. Like, Travis, the singer Travis, did a cover of this. He was, like, the first guy to, like, really, to butcher this song into, like, its current, you know, form of coverage. And so, like, that stood for the longest time. I was like, all right, Travis did it. And so yeah. then I pretty much stole his style so that we're good. And then nice. now other people are doing it too. It's like, no, this is my jam. No, like I, I went to an open mic somewhere and some like it's just one of the, you know, the, the arrows in my quiver. And some guy did it first. I'm just like, God you motherfucker. I think I was in Grand Rapids with Adam at like an open mic somewhere on the west side. And I was like, fuck, fuck. that motherfucker stole my jam. Well, It's everyone's you. jam now. Well, take it back. By playing again. But, uh, yeah, I do remember when Britney Spears became big. I was old enough to remember that. And, uh, I wouldn't call it my sexual awakening, but, uh... I think it was I a would, lot of people's sexual awakening. Well, it wasn't mine, but I do remember particularly feeling some intense feelings with that... Not that song, but the song where she's dressed up as a schoolgirl. No, I'm not that innocent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, one, it's like, okay, I don't know the context or the references, you know, Catholic schoolgirl, anime schoolgirl kind mm -hmm. of thing. I don't recognize those references yet because I'm not old enough, but something's going on here. Something's going on downstairs. Well, not really there, but just something here in my heart <laughs> was going on. My heart of hearts. I knew there was something, yeah. something I like about that. So, to quote Bob Dylan, you know, something's going on here, but you don't know what it is. <laughs> Do you, Mr. Jones? Uh, Mr. Shalky. That's not, the, sadly, that's not the only Britney Spears song I know. I also know Toxic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. that, that, that's a good banger, too. And uh, you, I, know what's, you know what's a really good song? Scream and Shout with Will I Am. My dad is actually a fan of the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, God. The and, Black Eyed Peas are no all doubt. right. It's Will I Am, who's he, a terrible rapper. There's a there's 
some song that Will I Am and J Lo, and it's called The Hardest Ever. And I think he like rhymes something with boner. Like I go hard like a motherfucking boner. Nice. It's like the worst rap ever, but I love that uh, song. It's just uh, funny. There's a song Will I Am did with Justin Bieber called Hashtag Power. Uh, but, and, uh, the song title has a hashtag in it. Yeah, it has hashtag power, so I think that's how you pronounce it. That's a tad. And has such great lyrics such as, Used to have a piggy bank, but now I got a bigger bank. Thank you, Will I Am. That's just genius. Although, who am I to talk? I'm the, the, the dude that writes the songs called The Stalker Song. And No, no Green Card, No Hamburger. Which are lyr- lyrically more poetic than, you know, Used to have a piggy bank, now I got a bigger bank. Well, ever. Uh, well, what will I end? You want to end this, uh, you want to put this podcast out of its misery? Yeah, let's, let's bury it in a shallow grave. Yep. All right, uh, folks, this has been the second part of uh, the Christmas special of the Garrett Shelkey podcast. Uh, thank you again, Victor Khan, for being on. Thank, thank you for you. having me. Yeah, thank you for performing. This was very nice. It was a lot of fun. I hope to do it again sometime in the not-too-distant future. Well, in fact, you are going to do it again at the merch table here in Alpino. Yes, right? on the 12th of January. You should definitely go to that. I think it will probably start sometime around 6 in the p.m. So uh, uh, the merch table is located by the old Dunkin' Donuts on the south side of town across from the Admiral Station about... Yep. If you, uh, if it's you, on Facebook. And if you want to see some punk rock, uh, Rob Bruce's band 78 Revolutions Per Minute will be playing, along with probably some other Grand Rapids punk bands and maybe some local bands too. So you should definitely get out of your basement and go to a show and have a lot of fun. More specifically, come to Alpena. Yeah, come to Alpena if you're, if you're not in Alpena, but if you're in Alpena and you're in a basement of Alpena, get out of that basement and get to the show, goddammit! Yeah, if you are in Grand Rapids, if you're in Chicago, if you're in Canada, if you're in Israel, come to Alpena. <laughs> if, if you are, come to Alpena, see the show. And if you're Ben Shapiro, get cucked, motherfucker. Oh, God. <laughs> Very quickly, I remember back when he was like, first start off as a columnist. He was basically an Coulter ripoff. Yeah. Pretty much that. So it's very entertaining to see him now be like all alt-right, hashtag destroyed. Yeah. Like, dude, you were never that cool, okay? Nope, sadly no. Yeah. So, uh, okay, besides that, anything else you want to plug of yours? No. If you come to Meyer and you see me work in the register, say hi. Yeah, demand to know where the Super Nintendo classics yeah. are. And then throw a fit and like lay on the floor and yeah. kick your legs a lot. Get very angry when you try to deflect it by saying, but we have these PlayStation classics. <laughs> Ain't nobody want no fucking part of no PlayStation classic. Well, personally I would, but I heard they've got terrible slowdown on yep. these games. They're on the PAL versions, they're on a worse emulator, and in fact you can hack a Super Nintendo classic to play PlayStation games faster than the PlayStation Dude, classic will you play. could hack anything to play anything. So. That's why I play all my Nintendo games on my toaster. There we go. <laughs> that is the meaning of life. Yes. Playing video games on any system possible. All right, folks. That's the show. Uh, you can find, if you've downloaded this off the Internet Archive, you can stream it on YouTube. If you stream it on YouTube, you can download this podcast on the Internet Archive. You can find all info from past shows and my other work and all that other shit at uh, GarrettShelkey.tumblr.com. You can like the official Garrett Shelkey 
podcast Facebook page on Bookface. It's got like 75 likes. It Come went, on. Smash that subscribe button, people. Yes. You gotta... Smash that subscribe button or I will smash your mom. <laughs> that, that's not a joke either. I will actually... I will literally that. find your mom and seduce her. Exactly. But, but I will actually be a gentleman about it. Not like baby is cold outside guy. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yep. Happy Me- New Year. Yep. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Yeah, wh- whatever shit you're celebrating. And mainly Happy Yule, because that's where it all came from. So sacrifice a goat. Like do the whole solstice thing. Yeah. Hail Satan. Hail Satan for sure. Uh, it's like, a woodland critter Christmas. If you're into that sort of thing, blood sacrifice. Blood orgy. Blood orgies. Yeah. Awesome. All right. I think we covered all the bases. Yeah, I think we did. <laughs> all right, folks, uh, have a good day. Uh, I'll probably be back with the new year for season two of the Garrett Shelkey podcast, most likely with the ever-loving Zach Elmblad. All right, folks, have a good day. Here's the outro song. Try to grab them by the pussy. I hope they cut off your pecker. Women and men.
people, transgender, all genders, everyone matters. You know that it's the truth, just look at all the fucking factors, stuff I don't even remember anymore Merry Christmas